And we're back. Hi. <laughs> Happy day. Happy evening. Yeah. Uh, hope you've been doing well. Uh, we are back at it again, discussing the amazing experience of raising tiny superhumans and uh, doing the best we can with that. The topic of today is a little bit more of a, a boy topic. Um, I listened to a great podcast by one of my favorite podcasters. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably heard of him, uh, Lewis Howes. Uh, listened to one of his recent podcasts, and it was absolutely fantastic and made me really want to uh, unpack a few things and, and discuss a little bit more about boys and emotions and feelings and how we deal with that and what's acceptable and what we're teaching them and it's just uh it's gonna be a good episode for you yeah, it made you reflect a lot on yourself yeah it definitely gave me some real real like you know the little mirror put in front of me of like oh man crap i do that you know and it's like i need to i need to not do that i need to i, I get to really shift how i handle the emotional side of my boys they're still young so I, I can still save them i swear yeah because you know as we parents we have an audience we always have an audience oh yeah so there's never and there's never an off moment so we're always on yeah but that's where i know that i this is something i'm not the best at is dealing with emotional boys and you know, if you've got any boys that are under about eight years old, they are, uh, they can be uh, fairly emotional. And it's, it's a very important process that we get to, you know, role model and teach them how to Deal process yeah. those emotions. Yeah. Uh, being a man and being raised, you know, before the 2000s when we got this I feel like we're in a, a time of awakening where it's okay to be uh, vulnerable if you will or, or rather it's okay to cry you know boys do cry or whatever you want to say um, our fathers or our uncles or grandfathers that was a whole different ball game you know we as boys always grow up and if you if you hurt yourself or you know you're having an emotional experience it's always like suck it up don't be a wuss don't be a cry baby and that is probably one of the most unhealthy ways to deal with any sort of emotional experience or so confusing feeling things and to a child to hear that yeah well and it's, it's when you're feeling something to tell to not to not express it or not validate it right you know that's one thing i know you and i have discussed at links before is you know when when you're feeling something and then somebody says something along the lines of oh well somebody has it worse and it right. just like invalidates your feelings right well that's kind of like you know the same thing when you're telling them to suck it up or don't be a wuss it's like don't be a baby. Don't cry about yeah, it. Yeah, don't be a crybaby. Whatever. Um, that can tend can tend to be one of those you know then invalid whatever devaluizing devaluing your emotions or validating your emotions. 
And it's different. It's different for girls. Girls get a different experience when they're kids, you know, when they're younger. Right. We're, we're, we fall, we hurt ourselves, something happens, and we're consoled, um, and especially with, if it happens to be with a mother, you know, a female perspective, we're asked to talk about it. We're at, we're, we're consoled. We, you know, put a bandaid on the knee and yeah, we're allowed to feel our emotions. I don't think I, and let it out. I can't really, yeah, I can't really recall any moments where I was told to just be quiet. Don't feel that it was usually a pat. It'll be okay. I love you. It's all right. It won't hurt that kind of a thing. Or having other girlfriends ask me, are you okay? Just the questions and the probing and, and yeah, you're able to really process your feelings. That's very, that there's no stigma around, around emotions, emotional, being emotional has this like really negative, uh, kind of like stigma, um, around it being, being emotional. I don't know how that became a negative term in our society, <laughs> but being emotional is a really, really healthy thing. Very, so very and, much a alive feeling. and very accepted um, in the female community. I can't speak for men. I mean, that's I think that's what we're talking about here, though. The stigma around being emotional—it's such a bad thing, apparently. Well, and that's one of the most beautiful parts of being human—is our emotions. So and deny to deny your emotions is to deny a really big part of being human. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's hey, a, a, a you might as well say, "Hey, don't be human." Yeah. Hey, you know what? Don't be a don't be a human today. Be a robot. Right. No emotions. Nothing. Yeah. Well, and that's also, um, if anybody has read any of Joe Dispenza's work, where you're able to actually create and and manipulate and and pull things into your reality. It's through positive emotion. Like that's how you're able to make changes and manifest stuff and heal stuff is through that positive vibration. And, you know, the the study that they did with water where water that had positive intention put into it made these beautiful crystals that, were you know, were were actually like almost harmonic and like um, beautiful snowflakes and these beautiful ice crystals. But then when you put negative emotions and energy into water it's all fragmented and the vibration's completely different well that's 100 percent true is emotions actually magnify like intentions or energy and how do you turn a negative emotion into a positive emotion and that's by working through the negative emotions so to deny to deny the negative emotion you can never work through it and get to the positive when you, f you leave all that fragmented energy. Right. So in you've got to pick up the pieces by, by pushing through it and feeling it. Yeah, and processing it all the way through. Right. Versus so, letting it manifest in your body as any sort of, um, you know, other issues. Right. So, anyhow. So, so Niels called me today and he was really excited because he had heard this and he had this epiphany and could really relate to himself. A lot of this is about self reflection and how it's helping us as parents. And, he really had the moment, the aha moment where he thought, Marissa, I do this. Oh my gosh, I do this. I'm like, what a jerk. I'm How like, can I do this? I'm this, such a jerk. No, you just didn't know better. You are, you know, you grew up with that kind of environment where you were told to just, you know, this machismo thing, you know, football and, and the dudes and then don't cry about it kind of thing. But that just shows a lot about your growth as a human being and how much you really want to change that for our children and and in particular our sons 
with, re with regards to this subject because you recognize something in yourself that you need to improve because you want to be a better role model for our kids. And uh, so, always. That's, I mean, that's yeah. always, uh, always top of my mind is like, oh, how can I, right. how can I take knowledge that I'm acquiring in life and in, in all the books that I listen to on, on Audible or all the podcasts I listen to or all of the books that we read or just in, in everyday interaction. Um, and I'm like, well, how can, how can I apply that to be a better parent? Right. And, you know, it, it was really interesting to the concept that, so hear me out here, the concept that boys or rather girls mature quicker. Like that concept. Just think about that for a second. The Everybody's heard that, right? Girls heard, mature quicker girls, than boys. Yeah, girls mature quicker than boys. Well, in this Loose House podcast, they actually discussed that the concept that, well, maturity, you know, may may be related to the fact that girls have emotional maturity and become more emotionally intelligent earlier on because they're actually encouraged and, and nurtured through feeling embraced, yeah. and embraced and 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 work through their emotions as they're feeling them and they're becoming actually more educated on how you know what that emotion is how it feels how do, how do you um get to the other side of it what's going to make you feel better and you you just learn that and that then can translate into maturity well at On whereas, different levels yeah yeah whereas with with boys you know like we said we tell them to you know suck it up be a uh, be a man toughen up be tough you know don't be a wuss all these things and so when they are feeling something they're not getting the opportunity to process it through in a healthy way or handicapping them or even discuss it. It's, it's repress, repress, shun, shun, repress, stuff it down deeper, deeper, deeper until, you know, they're 37 years old and they don't know how to deal with their emotions and or they're, they're having or, and they, and they manifestations can, of rage and, or they become, you know, and they let those come out depressed, as, angry, abusive, have anxiety, yeah. all that kind of stuff. It manifests later on, but yeah. Exactly. They're, they're confused. And, and very often you do see that look of confusion. I don't know why I act this way. Mm -hmm. I've heard that before. Of, uh, I don't know why I do this. I don't know why I get so mad, but who well, knows? It could be years of repressed uh, emotions. Well, and that as well, as you know, you always hear how, you know, uh, People say, oh, men, men don't mature after they're, you know, 12 years old or whatever. They're, they're forever, you know, immature, if you will. And it's like, you know, if somebody reacts emotionally on and flies off the handle at the drop of a hat, like that is a emotional intelligence gap, right? Right. It's not being able to process emotions and deal with them and understand them and, and process them through. It's a reaction. It it's they're reacting because they're confused. Yeah, or just unskilled. Or unskilled. Unskilled in dealing and processing emotions. Yeah. But uh, either way, um, th this in parenting, like this, comes back to so many different layers and ha so many different opportunities that we have to teach this. Uh, and you know, as we say, have said many times before, we don't teach our kids. Through telling them what to do or telling them how to act or telling them that things. That does not work. That's like, that's a farce. Like, you, you don't teach your kids verbally in most cases. Um, the way they learn is 
just like monkeys. They monkey see, monkey do. They be what you do. They be they they end up being who you be. Mm-hmm. And those uh, be who you be. Yeah. Yeah. Those opportunities are of many all over the place. Like our being able to uh, be engaged and authentic and emotional with our sons as well as daughters and in front of them and in front of them and and get having them able to see and experience and and learn from how you're processing emotions um in in real time so one one of those ways is i you know my wife wonderful woman here next to me (laughs) asks me every day oh how was your day at work you know a simple simple gesture of you know how was your day because i want him to unpack and i'm like oh it's great or oh it's okay or oh it was it was whatever and i'm always like uh yeah that's it and yeah (laughs) and i'm I'm not elaborating on it right and i'm not you know sharing too much uh and in on some days like on good days i don't necessarily want to burden her with or on bad days, I mean, I don't want to burden her with, you know, whatever I'm dealing with at work. I don't want to bring that home and, mm-hmm. you know, get that all over you if I'm having a um, a frustrating day at work or something. And, uh, it's because you're not taught how to unpack your emotions. Well, and I just... At uh, the end of the day. Yeah, and just from learning that, you, you know, you want to leave your work at work. You don't want to bring, you don't want to bring your work home with you. And I think that might be a very male type of thing. You don't want to bring it home with you. It's a very male thing, and as a woman, um, I'm I'm functioning like I would with another woman, I guess. When I ask you, "How was your day?" I'm giving you the opportunity to emotionally unpack the stuff. And you say you don't want to leave it with you; it's with you no matter what. So I think he's gonna bring it home. Let's unpack it before it, you know, before it affects the rest of our interaction. Because I can I can tell sometimes when you're like when you're agitated or you've had a rough day. So I don't think we ever really communicate what that's for. Yeah. But yeah, he does give me the, Oh, it was good. Oh, and I, I have to probe him a little more and I kind of want to hear a little bit more about the, about the good and the bad, more the bad than anything, but okay. Anyway, so that's that. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's one of those the gap. opportunities. That's, that's the gap. one of those opportunities is most men I'm sure don't, come home and unpack a bunch of no (laughs) a bunch of how they went yeah i know and you know for most cases like our kids are always kind of around us and so that's an opportunity you know for me to you know share and unpack those things a little bit better in front of them so they can so i can have that role modeled for them and the other side is you know when i heard this podcast today i was just like oh man i am freaking I'm doing this every day, you know, whenever, you know, our, our oldest son is, is, you know, stubbing his toe. Well, actually I don't, I don't mind so much when he's like physically in pain, but it's like when he's, um, dealing with, you know, Oh, the, my daughter, my sisters were mean to me or whatever. I'm like, buddy, get over that. Like suck it up. You know, Mm -hmm. today, for instance, the rain told him that he couldn't see the neighbor's kitten. And I'm like, I'm like, you realize you just came in here crying and they're out there playing with a kitten. You could go right back out right now and ask again. And I, I'm almost positive you're going to be able to pet, hold that kitten. Right. But I was there and the initial response was in the room as you can't play with this kitten. 
and the immediate reaction was rage. He got extremely angry, Yeah. walked out and slammed the door and then came home and cried. He unpacked when no one could see. But his initial reaction was extreme rage. Mm, I didn't get that part of it. I saw that part. That's uh, his initial reaction. And then he goes and then he cries into a pillow. Yeah. And I, I was telling him right there. I was like, buddy, like, you're missing your opportunity right now. Like, you can go right back out there and you could. I was like, it's not it's not Rain's cat. It's the neighbor's cat. Like, if you want to go pet the cat, all you have to do is ask, ask the neighbor and they'll let you pet the cat. And I didn't know the whole backstory on that, but yeah. But at that point, his initial, his initial reaction is rage. Yeah. It's not, I can embrace the emotion that I'm feeling right now. I've got to get pissed and walk away and then let it out. But it's not too late. It's, he's still, they're still young enough that, that those kinds of things can be, um, remedied. Yeah. Um, he's still, he's still in touch with his emotions. He's just not able to feel like he can express them immediately. The first reaction is definitely one of anger. And I don't think he has the words necessarily so much. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. He yeah, he is young. I don't so. necessarily. Yeah, I don't necessarily think he has. He has the words very clearly, and that's one that's thing part we can help the, him with is yeah. help him give him the words. Yeah, and start asking some of those probing questions, of you know, oh, you know, how how does that make you know how does that how are you feeling right now? How does that make you feel? How how are you, you know. Um, yeah, what, what could you have done differently? Something like that. And you, know? you can also give him words too when you have a moment of, uh, when you're feeling, I don't know, particularly emotional is using descriptive words that he will able to, that he'll be able to use. Mm-hmm. You know, dad is feeling frustrated right now. Dad is feeling overwhelmed. Dad is feeling sad. Um, just by you modeling your, feelings or uh just giving him descriptive words about how you're feeling you know and modeling that behavior he'll be able to use that as well yeah because it's easier when you're on the outside and not the person feeling it at that moment right and i always go back and talk to him at the end of whatever we are you know dealing with and you know i always go back and you know let him know hey you know you gotta you've got to be able to you know express your feelings mm-hmm. and i let him know that i, I just get frustrated because i feel like you're like he's always crying you know right. at, at every little instance he's always crying and maybe that's just uh because he's little and he's learning how to process all those emotions right but the the component that I think of where there's a real opportunity for me to share with him um, more about that is by just having him with me more and participating more with things because he needs to like we need to see how you know I deal with challenges like um, I, I know he's he's seen me like out in the out in the garage before if if I like hit my thumb with something and I'm like oh no 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 you know like in pain or whatever and uh you know he he'll see me though and I'll be like oh you know like jumping around almost with like a laugh in my in my <laughs> you know because I'm not gonna you know sit there and cry about it I'm I'm gonna you know make in my mind make it a a joke or a, something funny about it but um I don't think that's clear 
communication. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's not necessarily teaching him the, 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 the clear response of like, I'm in pain. It's more like I'm, you know, laughing something off that is extremely painful. And, and that's that, one way to handle it, but that might not be his way to handle it, though. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that may not be a a a accurate <laughs> accurate. That's a way. confusing. Yeah, that's, that's a, what I'm saying. It's oh, you're saying it's it's a confusing. That could be confusing, you know, for a way of right because you're because you're I'm already not modeling. You're not well. You you didn't have. You're not you're not getting the experience that he's getting of of being told at a young age that the emotion the emotions are okay to work through. Yeah. So you have already been programmed to deal with your emotions in maybe not an awkward way, but maybe in not the most healthy way. In inauthentic or way. Or in in the most yeah, in in a more um inauthentic way. Yep. So maybe your rage is disguised as humor and that is confusing. Those are confusing or signals. Pain. It was it was or more pain, so pain. I mean pain. Not, not necessarily rage. It's not just rage, like pain. I mean pain. It's like, ah. Those are sending confusing signals. Yeah. So that's another moment for you to reflect on yourself and maybe think about how you can give a healthier emotional response. Yeah, a more authentic one that's a more, more authentic more, one. More natural Because you're monitor- you're mirroring that or you're monitoring yeah, that more for him. naturally related to what the actual experience is. Right, cuz covering up things never helps anybody. Yeah. You or your children. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, and, I think that's big. I think that's big. And I think also um, being, uh, you know, on the other side of that, I'm, I'm, I'm very opening, op- openly loving with him. And, you know, I, I'm always communicating. You are. That, yes. Oh, loving, you're wonderful. The loving yeah. side of things. and Yeah. Niels is very know. warm. Niels and, is very warm. But you do have some programming. I mean, from when you were younger and. And like you were, like you had said earlier, you know, prior to this, that you were kind of a hot-headed kid. Oh, very. And very you know, you were, you were the, uh, the red-headed, you know, fiery typical. temperament kid. Oh, typical. Why do you think that is? Can you? Do because you think... I was extremative. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, guys. I was, messages. I was extremely, uh, extremely sensitive. I mean, redheads are. I'm a redhead, by the way, and redheads are super feelers. Like we, we just feel things deeper. We feel things very viscerally, and so when you feel things deeply, you then react more abrasively or harshly or quickly or in the moment. And how were you? How were you? Is your mother or your father? I mean, mainly your mother was your big interaction. But how were you? How did adults respond to your? emotions like your feelings was do, do you remember being told to suck it up to not cry to don't be a baby kind of thing early on do you have those early memories or no you know i don't necessarily have a lot of memories of those interactions but um i i do it was more like around friends than it was around adults i mean i i, I wasn't raised with a lot of supervision i always was kind of on my own um, like from even elementary school on, like I didn't have parents or, or adults around all the time. It was always like we were just out running and playing and, you know, it was like you're out in, in the field or playing football or whatever. And it was always like, Oh, you know, suck it up, you know, or maybe you just didn't have an adult there to comfort you. It was just other kids where you're, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was always with just other kids and that's what they would say. And it's not like other kids are there, you know, 
compassionate and to give like, you a hug or yeah. a shoulder to cry on, right? Oh, it's gonna be okay. No, they're like, come on, man, get up. Don't right. Be a, don't be a you know, don't be a baby. Don't be a wuss. Something like that, you know. And for me, I was always. Um, <clears throat> I always wanted to fit in with people when I was a young kid. Like I always wanted, I didn't, cause I, I, the, the one thing I didn't want to do is I didn't want to go home. Like home was not where I ever wanted to be. Cause it was usually like a, um, I'll, I would be home alone. There would be nobody at my house. Mm. And so I was like, I wanted to be, be around people. I wanted to be at my friend's houses. I wanted to be with my, with whoever I was playing with, you know, any and all nights of the week and so like i was like anything i had to do to not get sent home so you weren't um so you were very agreeable you didn't want to cause a scene you didn't want to make anybody uncomfortable you wanted to be pleasant so if anything happened to you that maybe caused you to be emotionally you stifled it because you wanted to be pleasant to be around yes got it which is maybe what might be the reason to explain for when you hurt yourself that you laugh right because that's a pleasant reaction yeah right someone who hurts himself and laughs is like all right i can still hang around this guy but the guy who who loses it and cries and screams is like all right he can go home now yeah that makes sense yeah so it's it's what you know one of those one of those crazy experiences of you know growing up as a boy and and in my case you know one that was always trying to be part of the group and, and, um, you know, be mild mannered and, um, want, I wanted, I wanted other people to want me to be around. But then, but then it did manifest later on in, in anger, right? Do you, mm -hmm. did you ever find yourself being that like, Oh, I mean, it, it would always erupt in like anger. the way sky is. Oh yeah. Eventually he'll erupt. Things, things always erupted in anger. Cause you're extremely mild mannered for, for those of you who don't who know Neil's, he's very calm. He's even keel. He's very mild mannered. And, and our relationship, I don't think I've ever, there's only one time I saw him kind of lose it. And that's in 14, how many years have we been together now? Almost 15 almost 15 years ago and it was over something super 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 tiny and it threw me off and that just kind of goes back to yeah like that it can be just that one little thing mm -hmm. that it's interesting yeah well then and, and i'm not on edge with you other, no other, never other, he's, other, so other, he's so other well. people get to see that side of me oh yeah he, <laughs> his pitbull his pitbull persona other, no. other people get to see that. No, he's things. extremely warm and caring and has has definitely you've definitely been able to get in touch with a lot beyond beyond this before this podcast. Niels has done so much amazing work um, figuring those kinds of things out. But if this is just an this is just another going to a deeper level now that we realize yeah. what it does, what it can possibly do to our our kids more of the. Um, more of the self-improvement stuff that we're working on. So I think it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And the, the big takeaway from what, what I get to really put into action is being more, more compassionate right. for, you know, our younger ones and all of our kids in general, but much, much so the younger ones that are still figuring out those emotional, uh, 
roller coasters. Right. And asking more questions about, you know, what are you feeling? And, and I think I actually need to learn some more of these uh, questions to ask them. But, you know, beca- becoming more, um, <clears throat> more curious, you know, and right. And instead of turning, instead of using the responding automatically, instead of trying to shut well, it down, it's, it's easier. It really yeah. is easier, to be honest, to respond with suck it up. Then you don't have to go into deep conversation. Yeah, it's like one and done and you move on. You don't have to go into Mr. You know, Mr. Uh, Sherlock Holmes and trying to figure out, you know, what's really going on, you know, and, and get deeper into the long conversation, the connection, it's just easy, move on. Yep. This is definitely a lot more intense and it, and it's more time work. and time consuming and more work, so to speak. But in the long run, it helps them and it helps us. And it pays off because you're going to help them become more emotionally mature and emotionally intelligent. Right. Which, all right, people, the one thing that leads to success more than education or um or intelligence is emotional intelligence right so that's the uh the real the real deal benefit for you know kids making it and you know making it in this crazy world so let them feel let them cry if they need to yep don't default to suck it up you know, or quit crying, don't be a baby. Yeah. Right? Take the time, take a deep breath and say, I'm going to invest some time right now and I'm going to investigate and ask my child why. And yes, this is going to take more time than using my default response, but this is going to be more work as a parent, but that's what it's about. That's what it's about, is about raising, raising tiny superhumans, right? Yep, and giving yourself the opportunity to show that side. Right. And letting and yeah, that's another thing too is being able to show emotion. I definitely do healthy. that. I'll, if I if I'm upset, I try not to let the kids see me cry or chalk it up to something else and and not let them, but this is definitely eye-opening and it makes me think that the next time I'm upset about something I will let the children, and they ask me, and they're curious, and they, they want to know. Not only am I teaching them to be more compassionate by letting them console me, but I'm also showing them how to deal with emotions in a healthy way. And I'm not saying you need to give them the dirty details about why you're crying, whether it's, you know, argument with a spouse or whatever. You you know, you give them the G-rated version of why you're... Of I'm sad. Of I'm sad. So I'm crying. Right. Or I'm, but I'm you're in, letting them. But you're letting them see you feel, yeah. and that's the important part because that's like what we said. You know, they be who you be, right? Yeah. So. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Hopefully, you gathered some sort of uh, value here, and you know, if you if you you're dealing with raising boys or or kids in general, you know, they are little emotional beings. That is part of being a human let them be human and feel their emotions right and uh you know become curious and compassionate all right we'll talk to you soon we'll talk to you soon thanks so much